to stress that they have to have flexibility because so it, you know uh, they have to have a um, like for Alice, what happened with Alice, just in case.
Southern after Pentecost. Remember his preaching today down at Trinity Beach Road and Emmanuel Avenue. And my voice Friday afternoon um, got uh, stopped working to a full capacity. So I'll be a whisper service today. Well, while the order of service you received on the way in, beginning on page three, the confession and absolution, Father, share the peace and the procession of Let us rise. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, so the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us be able to see the confession of sins. Let us then confess our sins to God and the Father. Those of merciful God, we confess that in our right nature of sin is one of our own. We have sinned against you in thought.
cry will be heard from the fish gates, a wail from the second quarter, a loud crash from the hills. Wail, O inhabitants of the mortar, for all traitors are no more. All who weigh out silver are cut off. At that time I will search Jerusalem with lambs, and I will punish the men who are complacent. Those who say in their hearts, the Lord will not do good, nor will he do ill. Their goods shall be plundered, and their houses laid waste. Though they build houses, they shall not inhabit them. Though they plant vineyards, they shall not drink wine from them. The great day of the Lord is near, near and hastening fast. The sound of the day of the Lord is bitter. The mighty man cries aloud there. A day of wrath is that day, a day of distress day of ruin and devastation, a day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of trumpet blast and battle cry against the fortified cities and against the lofty battlements. This is the word of the Lord.
or two to another and walked immediately according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded them and made five talents more. So also he who had two talents made two talents more. But he who had received one talent went and dug it around and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those servants came and suddenly trembled. And he who had received the five talents came forward bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have been five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also who had two talents came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have been two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received one talent, came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, grieving where you did not sow, gather where you scattered your seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid the talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sowed, and gathered where I scattered my seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has ten, who has will be given. For, every, for to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the gospel of the Lord. This time, the big people can be seated and invite the youngsters and the congregation and visitors to come forth with children.
But I'll tell you a secret. I don't believe in atheists. Because atheists are mad at God. So if you're mad at God, do you believe there is a God? Well, yeah, if you're mad at I don't, I think they can't stop talking about God. I don't believe in unicorns. But I spend no time every day thinking about unicorns. Atheists spend their whole days thinking about God and stuff. So if someone ever tells me, tells me they're an atheist, just tell them, I don't believe in atheists. See what happens to them. <laughs> Not a Thanksgiving Alright, so what I want to do is I want you guys, I'm cutting it out, I don't know what that is. Um, I want you guys to fill out, I want you to tell me what you're thankful for. And there's so many things to be thankful for that you have, and I want you to draw them in the little squares. And then I want you, after the service, to go in the hallway by my office and hang them on the wall. There's a little blue putty, and there's masking tape. You can make little rings out of masking tape. And put these up on the floor. And I got you all new crayons. Um, so just take them, and then when you're done, take them home. So we'll just, we have enough to go. Let's pray first before we do. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for all you give me. Most especially, your son Jesus. All right. So I'll pass. You guys get crayons, and I'll pass out the sheets, and we'll continue with our sermon.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In pre-kindergarten chapel a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about listening and listening to and obeying our parents. And one of the little girls declared, I listen to my parents so I don't get into trouble. And that's a good reason to listen to your parents, and it's a very natural way to think about obedience. But there is a better way. To see that better way, we'll look at our gospel reading today. Now, in our gospel reading, the word that's translated as servant is really more accurately translated as slave. Slavery has been around since almost the beginning. It was common during Jesus' time. Some slaves were born into slavery. Some were captured in warfare. Some were sold into slavery to pay a debt. And some sold themselves into slavery because they had a better standard of living as a slave rather than trying to make it on their own. Because at least as a slave, the master would provide food and clothing and lodging. Your quality of life as a slave 2,000 years ago would largely depend on your master. Is your master a good man who cares for you and treats you fairly? Is he someone you can fear, love, and trust? Or is he a petty, bitter, angry man who will punish you for any and every reason and make you fear and hate him? Interestingly, depending on attitudes and perspectives, two slaves could have the same master and one slave fears, loves, and trusts the master, and the other slave fears and hates the master. The parable in today's gospel he comes directly after the warning of the parable of the ten virgins, which ends, Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. And then Jesus continues to describe what the kingdom of heaven will be like. What is the reign, the rule of heaven like with Jesus as your Lord and Master and you living under him in his kingdom? What is it like for you to be Jesus' slave? For the kingdom of heaven will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. What kind of master are we learning about in this parable? This master is generous and trusting. He gives the slaves five, two, and one talent. Now a gold talent is a 75-pound unit of measure. It is worth 20 years' wages for a laborer. So if in today's money, if a laborer makes $50,000 a year, a talent is worth $1 million. And according to today's gold prices, it would be well over $2 million. So what kind of crazy master is this? This master entrusts his slaves with $5 million. $2 million, $1 million. And the first two slaves fear, love, and trust their master, and they use the master's money to do business, and they each double the money entrusted to them. These servants trust in their master's mercy, so they're willing to take risks with the money. The third slave does not care if he helps the master. He just wants to avoid trouble. 
The third slave fears the master but does not love the master. His actions show that he hates the master. When entrusted with $1 million of the master's money, he gets passive aggressive and does nothing. I'll show him. He probably thinks I'll mess up and lose it all, that I can't be trusted with the money. I'll show him. I'll keep it nice and safe. He's so afraid of the master that he's unwilling to take any risk with the money to get it to grow. Instead, he just buries it in the ground for safekeeping. He fears and hates the master. Two slaves fear, love, and trust the master. The third fears and hates the master. You are a slave of your Lord and master, Jesus Christ. Do you obey Jesus out of fear, love, and trust? Or do you obey him out of fear and hatred to just stay out of trouble? The good news today is that you have no need to be afraid of God because you are a slave of a generous and merciful God. Now it is true that you are a real, honest-to-goodness sinner. You got on your knees at the beginning of the service and declared that you are by nature sinful and unclean. You pled guilty of sinning against God and your neighbor in thought, word, and deed by what you've done and by what you have left undone. And why did you say that? You said it because it's true. You really are a sinner. But there is a great temptation to try to minimize your sin so it doesn't seem so bad like those other people. But it's not true. You are a poor, miserable sinner. You need a Savior. Martin Luther's friend, Philip Melanchthon, was struggling with sin, so Luther wrote him a letter. In it, Luther writes, If you are a preacher of mercy, do not preach an imaginary, but the true mercy. If the mercy is true, you must therefore bear the true, not an imaginary, sin. God does not save those who are only imaginary sinners. Be a sinner and let your sin be strong or sin boldly. But let your trust in Christ be stronger and rejoice in Christ, who is the victor over sin, death, and the world. Rejoice. You are a real sinner who has been really Forgiven, and you live in the joy of the reign of Jesus in the kingdom of heaven. As Jesus teaches, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You live in joyful slavery to Jesus. What could be better than being a slave of the Most High God? You have a generous and trusting Master who has given you your body and soul, your eyes and ears and all your members, your reason and all your senses, and still takes care of them. He also gives you clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all that you have. 
He richly and daily provides you with all that you need to support this body and life. The Master trusts you with so much. Your generous Lord and Master has given you everything that you have, and more than that, He has taken away all your sins and paid the price for them. He has given you eternal life. He washes you clean in the waters of baptism and feeds you with his body and blood and holy communion. He forgives you over and over and over again in abundance. Out of great love, the master humbled himself to serve you, his slave. Your master is the most wonderful, generous master of all, and you belong to him. Yours is a joyful slavery. You have great joy because Jesus is your Lord and Master and King, and we pray this as we say, Thy kingdom come. We sing about this at Christmas. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. He rules with grace with truth and grace. In Psalm 51, David's repenting of his sin. He begs God to restore to me the joy of your salvation. Live your life as a joyful slave of Jesus, knowing that the law's curse against you has been canceled. We learn in Galatians 3, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. It's easy to be confused that we obey in order to avoid punishment. But as a baptized child of God, you don't follow the law in order to avoid punishment. You follow the law in order to show love for your generous and merciful Savior. You live in joyful slavery, taking God's gifts to you and investing them in those around you. As a joyful slave, you do what you've been given to do. You care for those in your family and those in your care. You love your neighbor, multiplying the love of God. You live in joyful slavery, absorbing evil from the world and returning love for evil. Now, there are a lot of churches and people that are afraid of too much gospel. Too much good news. They are afraid that if you live in the joy of knowing that the curse of the law has been canceled, that you will use this as an excuse to sin more. Paul answers this in Romans 6. What shall we say then? Are we to continue in sin that grace may abound? By no means. How can we who died to sin still live in it? Living a joyful life in the forgiveness and love of Jesus, though, is messy. It is much cleaner and more efficient to control people with the hammer of God's law. Do this, or you're going to get it. Don't do that, or you'll be punished. Motivating people through fear is very effective in the short term. But it teaches you to fear and hate God. It teaches you to fear God so much that you take his good gifts and bury them in the ground. It teaches you about a different God instead of the true, generous, and merciful God of the Bible. Know that you are indeed a real sinner, and know that your sins have really been forgiven. 
Obey God's commands, not out of fear of punishment, but out of love for your Savior. And when you give in to temptation, when you get caught up in sin, repent and say with King David in Psalm 51, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. Live each day in the joy of service to your merciful and generous Master, using all he has given you for his glory. And on the last day you will hear these words as you are welcomed into the heavenly city. Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Amen. And now may the peace of God, the peace that is beyond understanding, keep your hearts and minds in true faith until our Lord Jesus returns in glory. Amen. We rise to confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. Sins of Frederick Selmeyer's in hospice care, 
for Sharon Benson, the sister-in-law Gary, Carl Benson, who's been hospitalized after a stroke, for Patricia Moore, a friend of Selmeyer, suffered from back trouble, Rowan Taylor, a family friend of Nancy George, an eight-year-old, suffered from life-threatening issues, but slowly improving with prayer, for Emilio Orphan at the Guatemala Orphanage, who's ill and needs major medical care, for Barbara Glenn, a friend of Selmeyer, suffered from heart issues and recovered from surgery, for Burl Hunt, a 97-year-old friend of Selmeyer's, who's been hospitalized with health issues. For Denise uh, Bogus, a friend of Thomas Allen Martin, who's had cancer surgery and is recovering. For Jenny Lentz, a cook at the Landover School, battling cancer. A prayer of thanksgiving for the Kern family at the birth of David Kern. For Brian Bowman, Dolores' son, suffered from debilitating uh, migraines. For Morgan Miller, Dolores Bowman's granddaughter, suffered from a long-term effects from a concussion. And for the family of Kyle Forensburg, Lisa Miller's grandson, who dies. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all according to your things. Lord God, and God in judgment of your servants, for no one living is righteous before you. Have mercy on those wanting my guilty shame, and faithfully convince them of your grace and holiness for them in Christ Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Teach us to do your will, for you are our God. Strengthen pastors to meditate on all you have done, proclaim your word in its truth and purity. That your good spirit may lead us on the ground, holy and righteous before you, Lord. Be Lord in your mercy. Father in heaven, you made us children of the light of the day. Bless our homes, especially parents, as they teach their children your ways. That your people may walk as those armored with faith, love, and salvation. Lord, in your mercy. Holy God, a nation that despises you will be as a sacrifice to others, for it has rejected you as its strength and shield. Grant repentance in our land, that our laws may be just, our transactions honest, and our love for others firm. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, give ears to our pleas on behalf of the afflicted Danielle, Kelly, Paul, Michelle, Rob, Frank, Sharon, Patricia. Rowan, Amelia, Barbara, Earl, Denise, Jenny, Brian, Morgan, Tyler's family, and a prayer of thanksgiving for the prayers. For your name's sake, preserve their life and grant them healing according to your will. In your righteousness, strengthen their faith in all trials and bring their souls out of trouble. Lord, in your mercy. Holy God, you have not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Until the day of his coming, glory granted you may welcome him at the altar, even as we are welcomed to him, receiving his body and blood for our forgiveness. Lord, in your mercy. God of life, your son died for us, so that whether awake or asleep, we might live with him. Receive our thanks for your kindness to all who have died in the faith. Comfort those who mourn with the consolation that all who die in Christ live with them forever. Lord, in your mercy. God of grace, preserve us from temptation. Consider you a hard and unmerciful master. Keep us mindful that you give us every good thing in abundance, most of all a place in your household. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever.
who having created all things, took on human flesh, and was born of the Virgin Mary. For our sake, he died on the cross and rose from the dead, to put an end to death, thus fulfilling your will and gaining for you a holy people. Therefore, the angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, never more praise of you and say,
life everlasting. Go in peace. Your sins are forgiven. Amen. Son.